Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, August 29th, 2021. Let's begin with a reading from Mark's Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but they eat with defiled hands? Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you, hypocrites, as it is written, The people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain they do worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. Wipe your feet. Take off your shoes at the door. Wash your hands. Brush your teeth. No, go back and wash your hands again. And do it properly this time. How many of you heard these kinds of things when you were kids? As a boy, they formed a kind of daily mantra in our house. We heard a combination of them when we woke up, before meals, before bed, and whenever we came back inside after playing. As adults, how often do you find yourself repeating them to any children that you may have in your life? If your own childhood was ever peppered with that kind of advice, you might find something very familiar in our Gospel reading for today. We see Jesus engaged in controversy over the washing of hands. But before we get there, let's set the scene just a little bit. In the portion of Mark's Gospel that leads up to today's reading, we hear about Jesus teaching things in the synagogue that some folks found to be pretty controversial. Jesus went on to perform several miracles, including feeding 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, and also healing several people who were sick. He even sent the disciples out on a short tour, instructing them to preach and authorizing them to cast demons out of people. When we put all those things together, we can see that Jesus was starting to attract a lot of attention, and not all of it was good. 
Those that benefited from his work loved it, while the members of the religious establishment felt threatened. As we trace Jesus' story through the Gospels, we will see that resentment growing increasingly more profound. This is all important background to what we hear from Mark's Gospel today. The background helps set the stage for the encounter that we read earlier on. Today we see that some of Jesus' harshest critics take issue with him when they observe his followers eating without washing their hands. On the surface, seeing someone else eating with unwashed hands may seem a little gross, but not necessarily a huge deal. Somehow, it turned into a significant altercation between these scribes and Pharisees and Jesus. They accused Jesus' followers of eating with defiled hands and accused Jesus of permitting his followers to abandon the traditions of the elders. Clearly, this is a bit more than eating an apple while having a bit of dirt under your fingernails. At its core, this wasn't simply about dirty hands. It was about maintaining ancient customs around purity laws. The scribes and Pharisees weren't being critical of poor hygiene. Rather, they were accusing Jesus' disciples of being ceremonially unfit to stand before God. By extension, they were accusing Jesus of leading his followers astray, which had even more profound implications given Jesus' increasing reputation in the community. They were accusing the disciples of ceremonially polluting themselves, and they were accusing Jesus of not only abetting this behavior, but encouraging it. Jesus fires back, assuring his critics that it's not food eaten with dirty hands that defiles a person. Rather, he says, the impurity is already within a person, and does not need to come from an external source. It quickly becomes clear that Jesus is talking about something far more substantial than ritual purity. According to Jesus, an individual's purity is not defined by ritual observance, but rather by our thoughts and the actions that those thoughts produce. Whatever defilement exists is already there, inside the hearts of people. He assures them that bad intentions come from within, and that those bad intentions can lead to bad actions. Along the way, he challenged accepted norms around the purpose of ritual. He also invited people to examine their motives, and how they used faith to either include or exclude other people. There are a few important things to consider about this text. The scribes and the Pharisees were defending a practice that was based on Mosaic law. The law was intended to inspire worship of God's holiness by reminding people that God was holy and that we are not. In this text, Jesus was not abolishing the law, nor was he saying that it was not important. To quote New Testament scholar Matt Skinner, Jesus does not declare Mosaic law unimportant. He disagrees with the scribes and Pharisees' interpretation of certain laws. He reasserts the law's basic concern to be about restraining evil and avoiding defilement. 
In essence, Jesus is challenging the concept that our worthiness is based on our observance of ritual. Observing rituals may be a vehicle through which we express our faith and devotion. They can calm us and inspire us, but they cannot justify us in the way that the scribes and the Pharisees seem to imply. That is accomplished through the work of God in our lives. Jesus was also making a commentary on the human condition, and his words need some careful attention. He says that we are not contaminated by external things, but from the things at the core of our being. He provided a long list of both actions and thoughts that can defile us from within. Ritual cannot purify our hearts, and neither can we escape responsibility with some kind of the-devil-made-me-do-it mentality. But Jesus does not accuse us of being completely devoid of any good at all. The truth is that all of us are a mix of both good and bad. To paraphrase Dickens, we each have the best of intentions and the worst of intentions. We are neither completely pure, nor are we utterly reprobate and devoid of all good. So what is the practical application to our daily lives? This text invites us to look at our lives realistically, acknowledging both the good and the bad in ourselves. Last week, we considered a portion of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, in which Paul writes openly about the reality of evil in the world. Today we are reminded that evil is not some far-off, distant thing. It's personal, and it exists within each of us. But so does good. The reality is that we embody both simultaneously. The question at hand is which we will choose to nurture. That isn't the end of the story, however. We are not left to our own devices. We are not simply abandoned to figure it out all by ourselves. The good news is that God is willing to partner with us, to heal our wounds, and to shine the light of his love into the dark corners of our lives. Make no mistake, it is work, and it is often hard work. But through the power of God in our lives, we can become better than we were yesterday. Let's pray. Blessed are you, O Lord of love, source of beauty and depth of passion. Strengthen and inspire us to do the word we hear and live the faith we confess. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and friend. Amen.